Alrighty, folks, it's time for another Jeep Talk Show Roundtable episode. We have them every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Central Time. We usually get started about 7.30 or so, uh, also Central Time, uh, p.m., <laughs> if you if you thought it wasn't like 12 hours before the show. <laughs> so, uh, if you'd like to join in and uh, get warmed up with the group, uh, you are more than welcome to do so. We publish a show on Wednesday, the day after we record it, usually Wednesday morning. And uh, it's been a bit strange this week, you know, being after Christmas and all. Uh, actually, John sent me a message on our Discord server and said, uh, when are you going to publish the, uh, the, the flagship episode uh, today? It was like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I went, oh, crap. I was still in Christmas mode. So the uh, show got out late today. Anyway, <laughs> let's crank this bitch up. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Dog Show. With Wendy, there will be body damage. Chuck. I like making people laugh. That's it's good for my soul. Chuck. Yeah, I don't think so. And I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. Heidi ho, we are going to be doing another roundtable episode tonight with our Zoom people, Knights of the Zoom Roundtable. Uh, I hope everybody got uh, notifications and. Uh, actually, I sent out uh, a notification yesterday and then two today, so I'm hoping that uh, that at least gave some folks the opportunity to join in if they wanted to. So uh, first off, I need to find out from uh, from John and maybe uh, Bill, uh, what are you using as warming devices in your garage today? I don't have anything. It's like 60-something or in the mid-50s now. So it's actually not that bad. Oh, really? It's forty six here, not in that, not in the house or the garage. Maybe that's what you're referring to. Yeah, well, I'm not in the garage. I think it was maybe it's dropping a little bit. It doesn't feel bad out here. There's no wind either, so I think that helps a lot. Oh, it does. It definitely does. All right, so uh, I think we haven't had a, just a general uh, discussion uh, in the past. I mean, I'm sorry, in, in the recent future. So I figured we'd do it tonight. Uh, it stops me from having to say, "So what did you get from Christmas?" <laughs> It's the same questions that you hear so much at work. I mean, you know, when you go back to work, if you haven't already been, it's going to be, so what'd you get for Christmas? <laughs> it's like none of your damn business, man. I got a, I got an, a 17 inch vibrator. If you really want to know, thank you very much for asking. <laughs> <laughs> it's just those questions, you know, it's like the same ones you get asked every year. It's like uh, going up to somebody and said, Hey, how are you doing? It's like, well, you really want to know, or are you just being polite? You, Cause you don't want to know the detail of my life. I, I promise you. <laughs> All righty, so what, uh, what, what do you guys want to talk about? What did y'all get for Christmas? That would be John from Central Texas. You know, I, I would actually like to know what color the, uh, the vibrator was that you got. The 17-inch one. It, it is. <laughs> it, it, it's got, red. It's, it's got RG, always red. It's got RGB. It's, red. it's got RGB lighting. I, it'll do. Uh, it'll also do blue in case Steve visits. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the real question is: is what kind of lighting does it have? You know, so that you can make sure that you can see. Is it halogen or the, LED? The, the the key is it's got to be low voltage because you don't want to get shocked, <laughs> or maybe you do, <laughs> but you don't it want it to be deadly. What you're after. <laughs> this is what happens when Larry doesn't show up. <laughs> That's right. Larry was always uh, redirecting us back to, to talk about cheap stuff. <laughs> he said he'll be here later. Yeah, he'll be. He's already. He's running late. <laughs> but um, I can. Uh, I can start us off with a, a quick. What I was going to ask the group is, we always uh, we always talk about the the dry, daily driving versus trail rig and all that kind of stuff. And I know folks like Jimmy and others. We'll drive their Jeep on 40s uh, into downtown Dallas or whatever. But just curious, how many people daily drive their their Jeeps, and um, kind of what is the you know what is the the benefit or is that something you hate about daily driving? Yeah, I'll, still, I'll go Steve from Chicago. You know, mine last summer my son was out all summer, so I had the Ford Fusion, so I kind of kept the Jeep off to the side and keep the miles low. Um, now that he's back. He's got a parking permit at school. So it's kind of come a daily driver, but I only work eight miles from home. So it's not getting a lot of miles on it. It's the way I like it. When I go on any long vacations, you know, I'll take the other cars, put the miles on those. So I want to keep this Jeep as long as I can. I just, I don't have the space to have a trailer. I got homeowners associations and all that. So I can't have a tow vehicle. So unfortunately for me, it's, it's 
not by choice that it's a daily driver. It's more of just the necessity of it. What is the what's the the max tire size that you would want to put on your Jeep and still have it as a daily driver, or is it a problem driving a Jeep daily with forties or forty twos or forty fours? Well, I'm necessitated by my, my garage roof. I'm on thirty fives, and with the soft top, I've got literally an inch of clearance <laughs> between the door, so I can't do anything bigger than that. Mm-hmm. I yeah, see a lot of people on thirty sevens around here. Parking garages. I don't. Place, I wouldn't maybe. mind driving. I wouldn't mind driving daily on 40s. Um, hope's fine to drive back and forth to work. It's just, it's more of a, I want to be able to wheel it and I'd want to have, you know, want to daily drive and break down those components. And I have another Jeep I can drive daily. I didn't go out and buy it. I inherited it. And that's why I don't drive my wheeling rig daily. It's the only reason. Yeah. If you didn't have a, have a quote unquote free Jeep, you'd be driving your, uh, your uh, wheeling rig for daily is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That was that was my original goal when I bought um, my blue Jeep. I was that's what I was going to do. I was going to build it over time and do that. This is Roger from Wisconsin. I daily drive mine on the weekends. It's with 37s on it. Matter of fact, this last weekend I even even tugged somebody out of the ditch with it. I mean, really, the only downside to driving a, a vehicle with uh, large diameter uh, uh, tires is that if you don't have it geared properly, right? I mean, I would imagine that uh, if you've got it geared properly, everything else is just a minor, a minor thing. Uh, fuel mileage uh, might might be an issue. Uh, the, yeah, what does does it uh, does it hurt stopping, starting, and stopping distances? I mean, is the rolling resistance greater if you have it properly geared? Uh, I got five thirteens in mine, but then I also got the big brakes, the bigger brakes on it. So I mean, it drives just like normal. Yeah, that's what I'm. Matter thinking. of fact, it's probably got a little bit too much pep. I use one of those little pedal commander things, and I stick it in eco mode, which is like you know sluggish mode. I I stick it in that mode in the winter time just to stop it from uh, breaking traction. It when I have it two wheel drive. Good problem to have. So Tony, I know y'all probably have this issue in Houston as well, especially in like business parks in certain areas, but. Parking garages are a big thing for me because we have covered parking in a few of the buildings I work in. And, um, once you get to a certain tire size, you can't fit in the parking garage anymore. And that may not seem like that big of a deal, but when it's a you know 107 with the beating sun down, not being able to have that covered parking <laughs> is kind of a big deal. So, oh yeah, uh, uh, have you have you noticed that the uh, I noticed it, at least in the parking garage uh, that I've uh, the building I've uh, most recently worked at. Uh, they have like uh, six foot, uh, like six foot, maybe three or something like that uh, on the sign. And uh, I was really surprised because it, it really is a lot more than that. And I did a little research on it. And what I found anyway was um, it says it is the the lowest part of the garage. And that includes any pipes and stuff hanging down. And that doesn't mean that it's in the driving area. Just it's that that's how that's the lowest part of the garage, which makes sense. But, uh, I mean, you want to know what the lowest part is if you're going to be driving in there. But I was able to drive in there no problem. And the the, the XJ and the Gladiator both are over six foot. Yeah, ours have like a, a hanging down pipe. And last time I drove in, I was still on 35s. And I still had the high lift on the back because I just come from a weekend wheeling trip. And I heard that ting where it like hit that pipe really hard kind of stopped and pulled over and kind of backed back out the same way I came in since it was hanging down pipes. But um, yeah, that's, that would be my big holdup. That is big, uh, big issue. Was, where I was the out. pipe on a chain or something? So it would, yeah, uh, yeah good. Oh, it was on a chain. So once I hit it, I was like, Ugh, and then just backed up. If I go someplace where there's a parking garage, I just right away ask, where's the outside parking? I don't even try. It just scares me trying to drive underneath there and thinking I'm going to hit something on the way in and out. Well, when you got the top off and the doors off, well, the, yeah, the, the ring clouds are out. starting to appear, then, yeah, those parking garages are kind of your friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, a direct heat or, if, I guess, in the wintertime up north, maybe parking garages would be nice to keep the, the snow and ice off of your rig. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah, th- this, this is Don uh, from Houston. I, uh, I, Mine's a daily driver. It, it, it's all I got. Um, and when the 
33s that I have that it came with. Uh, I'm, I may look at get going to 37s, but um, I I drive mine every day, and I I don't mind it. I like it. Oh, by the way, Larry, that's uh, Don. That's the if you didn't already know, that's the guy that got the um, uh, lower control arm skids that you made for the Gladiator. Oh, nice. And uh, and yeah, I, and I'm I, betting I, he hasn't put them on yet. <laughs> I have not put them on yet. I'm I'm. It's on my to do list. I I got them. So when when I get them on, I'll I'll let y'all know. Thank I'll you. Take some pictures and put them up. Yeah. Yeah. This is Tony from Michigan. I know. Uh, the hard part about daily driving your Jeep is I know for me, when I daily drove my XJ, my only vehicle, but it was still my only Jeep. I wanted to use it as a Jeep, go off-road. So every time I go up north for a weekend and hit the trails, I was always in the back of my mind. And I got to take it easy. I have to drive home. I have to drive to work on Monday. And it's... It gets to a point where you just get tired of taking the bypasses and have to quit daily driving, find a tow rig and trailer it. Yeah, tow rig's nice, especially if you have a place to put the trailer and uh, all the rest of the stuff you need for that. And now you guys know why I do all that. (laughs) The most ideal situation is to just keep the trailer under the Jeep to keep space keep compact well andrew did that and he hurt himself trying to uh, run up and jump on the uh, the trailer and uh do something with his lj what during the middle of a hailstorm so <laughs> yeah but i don't think he was doing the smartest thing there <laughs> uh, he was getting ready for the for the event uh and had it all loaded up right now, so you guys talk about trailer rigs. This is Todd Bacon from Houston. I just you know, talk about the trailer rigs. See, I go the exact opposite. I take the full camper behind my my uh, little two door, and I'll go out and I'll go wheeling, and then I have to make sure that I still press and, and go to my limits, maybe a little beyond, and then just make sure I can still drive it home. Because you know, then if something breaks, I've got two things I got to get home. Exactly. That's never fun. Well, yeah, you, but at least you kind of have a home with you. I was going to say, he's got a place <laughs> to stay when he breaks down. <laughs> yeah, well, that is the other part. And then you just pay rent the, uh, wherever you're at. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm going to stay here for a few days. <laughs> Not to mention the amount of extra tools and stuff you could keep on it. Maybe a whole welder setup. Well, I'll tell you what, right now, I think I'd, if I took all the tools out of my two-door, I'd probably lose a 1,000 pounds. Oh, I know how that is. A lot of tools. I guess that's. <laughs> what, what, it what, took, what all tools do you take on your on a, on a two door when you go out there? I take just about anything and everything that I can fit in the back end of the two door. Um, I, I plan for anything to fail. I have special rigs on or special uh, bags on the side window that I can carry all of my tools, my wrenches, uh, small jacks. Um, you name it. It actually, the last time I traded my 08 out for the 17, it took me eight hours to get everything out of the rig before I could trade it in. Jesus. Oh, so does it affect you when you're, when you're off-roading at all? Like that extra weight, just kind of handle characteristics? It, it does, but you drive accordingly. So, you know, I just, um, you, you just find the lines that you've got, you know, but I don't have a, a huge lift on mine. Mine's only got a two and a half inch lift because I don't want it to be too aggressive, uh, too aggressive looking. But yet it's got, you know, like the uh, rock crawler suspension and the other stuff. And then I've got airbags in the back of it, too. So that if I ever need to, I can air up and cheat and get a little bit more height. So you just drive accordingly. And I've got the weight distributed throughout the rig. So it's not all in the back and being two-wheel drive or two-wheel two-door it makes it a little bit easier for me to drive and i'll tell you it's a huge difference when i go from two-wheel or the two-door to the four-door it's like uh i'm pulling a trailer behind me i can only imagine what it's like you know what jt when you said when you said i didn't want it to be too aggressive i I, all i could think about was listening to the, the california uh, was congressperson that said that you don't need loud pipes because it's just there to intimidate people. That's all I could hear in my head. With a rock going. 
<laughs> I know that's not what you meant, man. I know, but that's all I heard in my head. That that speech about you don't know one needs loud pipes. It's just there to intimidate and threaten people. <laughs> now that you mentioned that, I'm going to have to rethink my uh, my my setup now. <laughs> God forbid you do something that's not liked in California. <laughs> yeah, no. So I get no, the feeling I, Todd's going to be adding some uh, angry eye grill or something to his Jeep. Oh, so. I, you know, well, uh, I, I, have to, I have to admit, <laughs> I have the it's the Darth Vader grill, but oh, I did. Get I did. <laughs> I did that because I needed. It was the only one that I could get. They had a spot for me to put a camera on the front of the grill, so that when I go off roading, I put that forward facing camera on. And I can see in front of me while I'm driving. I couldn't figure out a way to do it with the stop grill. So I, I was kind of stuck. And I don't, I don't like the camera just sticking out there in front saying, like, here I am. I like it to be a little bit more concealed. Take that camera and mount it underneath the Jeep. And you're better off. I initially had it at the front of my bumper. And I moved it now behind the pumpkin. And that I can see both of the inner driver's driver and passenger wheel and movement i can see the trail i love it more than anything now granted mud you've got to buy a camera that will hold up in that condition but you can mount up high enough into where it's not going to be hanging but that little it was a 20 dollar camera on amazon i love so much more than just on the front i've got a front camera on my rubicon and i'm like uh, i don't know the point of this you know, Travis, Travis, do you not have yeah. a windshield? You not see in front of your Jeep when you just look out the windshield? I, I can. Yes. <laughs> yes. But Here, again, we Chuck, Here we go. If you're on trails, <laughs> Chuck, there are trails. I know it's not your, your, you know, pasture and your, you know, crazy little one off <laughs> river that you run into and bump into a rock. But these are these are trails Four foot rock. And there's times when you're elevated at a point going straight up you can't see anything but the sky yep exactly uh strange those, so those know, cameras off-road i i use those camera that front camera quite often i i do have yet a secondary camera that's underneath it's not behind the pumpkin um but that front forward pacing camera is used quite a bit because when you're running a trail or you're leading a group going through, you can easily see without getting in front of the vehicle going, okay, this is just a nice, easy, smooth run. I don't have to worry about getting out and looking or you look at it and you go, uh, yeah, let me get out and I gotta carefully plan what I'm getting ready I, to do. So. I think we might've found another controversial topic because <laughs> I personally think the front camera is the biggest handicap. Like you might as well put on training wheels if you can't just See the trail? Oxford. Remember well, what the trail looked like as you drive up the trail. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree with I agree with you, Tony. But I mean, let's just be honest about this. It's another tool that you can use or not use, and it's always good to Correct. have an additional tool that you you can choose to whether to use or not. Todd, I had a question about that. Do you? My concern about any like a, a trail cam forward or backwards. I mean, I, I do have a, a rear camera on the on the Gladiator that it, I've got it set up so that whenever you uh, go left or right turn signal that backup camera will come on so you can have another way of verifying that the lane is clear um when mm -hmm. you're when you're off road and you're using the forward camera you have to take your eyes from the out the windshield down to the center console back and forth is does that cause a problem i mean for me it kind of causes a problem i'm i'm looking at the the mirror turning my head looking at the you know the screen and i'm looking at all these places and having to refocus uh, all all these different places does it is it a can it be a detractor well for me no from what you're asking about absolutely so you get somebody that doesn't know what they're doing and they're paying more attention to the cameras yeah and i actually have assistants got four cameras around my rig so i can it's like i got a drone flying over my rig while i'm wheeling and i find that that's more of a nuisance when i'm wheeling so i'll either use the forward camera when i'm going into a trail that i'm not 100 percent sure on so that i can get kind of a, a little bit better view quicker or I use the rear view camera so that I can watch the person behind me. So when they're wheeling, I know if they're getting too far behind, that I can slow down. 
But if you rely on technology, you are going to put yourself at a disadvantage. But you need to understand what the technology can do so that it can help you when you need it, shut it off, then get back into the real world and, and, and wheel. Well, it's just like the, the pitch and roll, on the, which all the Rubicons have, right? I, right. I have it on for my passenger. If I'm on off camber or I'm on a pretty big pitch, I'm <laughs> paying attention to the trail. I've got better things to do than to see what right. the degrees are. Look, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like, you can look at that shit all you want. I'm watching my horizon over the hood. I'm watching... <laughs> Which way the Jeep's going to be going here? <laughs> well, it's it's really funny See, because over everything. Well, when I was out there at Todd's class, the offroading one hundred and one dot com, I think I said that right, Todd. Correct me if I if I don't. You, you did. Okay. Thank you. Uh, when I was out there, uh, it was cool because uh, what was the gentleman name, gentleman's name that was doing the class, Todd? Uh, that would have been Mike, Mike okay. Gregory. So, so Mike was saying uh, we were doing some off-camber stuff, and, and he mentioned John. No, I'm just kidding. We were doing some off-camber stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to mention Jimmy rolling. <laughs> <laughs> no, John's really scared off-camber. It makes him, I'm sorry, uncomfortable is the word he uses. Uh, anyway, he was asking, he goes, what's, what's the degrees on that? And of course, I had the thing up on the, on the Gladiator, and I was like, oh, that's, that's 20 degrees or 18 degrees or whatever it was, 24 degrees. And it was fun for that, but I was at a full stop, and, and somebody was asking that was standing alongside the Jeep. So it was cool from that standpoint. It's neat knowing. And also, too, it gave me a, uh, if I could remember the, the number of degrees, it gave me an idea of what I can do in the Gladiator and know that it's just absolutely no problem. And for things like that, that's absolutely perfect. When you're going low and slow and you've got the time and you want to check the things, that's great because once you start to know your vehicle's tipping point where you get uncomfortable, you can throw that on and you can still go slow and you're like, I feel bad. Look down. Oh, no, I'm still good. I got another 10 degrees to go. Yeah. Or you get to that mark and you're like, oh, crap. Uh, I'm glad I brought extra underwear. <laughs> you know. See, I... And my camera system, granted, I've got it in my Rubicon, my new my new electric Jeep. I, I've not used it. I've not been off-road. I don't know. The camera system I put in my old YJ, that was from watching Truck Night in America. They're running, you know, just across literally logs. And I said, how are they able? You can see your line, but you, you can't see your line. You've got to be visually perfect on the game show that's going off road. And I said, how could I beat that? How could I do it? And I set my system up. I don't have, I've got a single din radio in my Jeep. You know, I put a little small monitor in the, you know, my, my, my driver's corner, my next, my a pillar, you know, on the driver's mm -hmm. side. So I've got a tiny little four inch monitor that's waterproof sitting up there that's 24 seven on whether it be reverse or i hit a switch and it's forward and it's just there do i use it i have at times when i cannot see what i'm doing because i'm elevated going straight up in that yj you know and it's just it's convenient i can see the pumpkin and i backed it up so far i'm able to see the pumpkin i'm able to see both of the inside of driver and passenger tire i'm like i can know what I'm going over or what I not need to to hit and get stuck in a YJ that doesn't have the suspension, the clearance of a lot of other guys I'm willing to. Am I using it all the time? No, but it is there if needed. And it's just, it's a separate camera. It's also at a perfect angle. So I'm looking out, I'm, I'm willing with doors off, top off. You know, I can just look and see a little screen. Yeah, I'm good. That's yeah. in my camera situation. I, I love. I think you touched on something that we probably missed here, which is your camera or the monitor size. So you've got a four inch, which the smaller the in in my mind, okay, Todd Bacon's thoughts. The smaller the visual area to look at, the more you have to concentrate in that. I have a ten point one inch monitor, so I can close that thing up and I can see it with one eye down there and the left eye up on the road, and I can kind of get a quick visual. The smaller screen, you got to start focusing in and then seeing what's going on. So I, I no, can see the size. There, there's a joke no. behind all this size measuring here, just saying. Yeah, there is. Todd <laughs> <laughs> gets the job oh, done. He's got his beat. <laughs> when I'm, when I'm, where, where's my mounting? It's on top of the dash. So it's a YJ. So it's sitting on top of the dash and it's, it's at my, you know, my left hand. It is just above that right there. 
I've got zero issues seeing it. I'm not staring at it. I don't want to see it because, again, it's such a focused little area that that camera's on. You know, the both inner wheels and behind the pumpkin. I see my pumpkin. I see the daylight of anything I'm wheeling over, and I'm like, yep, that's good, or no, that's not. I need a, just a little more driver, a little more passenger. You know, it it's just a small little the tiniest little window and that's what it is it's a tiny window that i don't focus on unless i'm like ah just hit something what is that how do i get around it real quick you know nine times out of ten you hit your pumpkin is going to roll right over but there are the times you don't and again that was the truck night in america when they're up off the ground driving on you know the logs i was like what could you do to fix that and that was my that was my fix I like it, you know, but again, going back to you, you, you set it up, you know how to use it. It's the newbies that are coming in and they're overwhelmed with the technology there that you got to, you got to go, look, this is where this is good to use. This is nice to know that it's there and here's where I would never use it. Mm -hmm. I could see somebody watching the camera as they roll off the cliff. Yeah, this is a great so, shot. This is a be good good B roll. Yeah, can <laughs> we get a Rubicon. couple of screen captures on the way down? <laughs> <laughs> my Rubicon with both front and rear camera. I I I've been on trails with the Rubicon, but I'm like I have no deep desire want to cut that on, like none, whether forward or reverse, which I can run. I've got the same setup as Tony. I can turn my cameras on. I turn my blinker on. The camera pops up. No, I can do that. But I, I just don't have a need or desire. I feel See, in that Jeep. And again, the trails, I've not got 37s. I've, I've got my stock tires. It's a stock Jeep. I've not. I've, I've done a damn thing in that thing. So I use my rear view camera just to keep keep an eye on the person behind me. Right? Because there's always that golden rule. That's Once a good you lose sight, sight of the person behind you, you need to stop. And in theory, the person in front of you is the sight of you. They're supposed to stop. So I'll use my rear camera for that. <laughs> just because I can't see out the back window anyway with the tire there. So. So the side mirrors don't work? <laughs> Not always. I fold them in a lot if I'm in tight spots. Oh. Who's got mirrors? And also, um. I take I take my side <laughs> mirrors, too, and I aim them all the way down. You know, I rotate them so I can see my what my back tires are doing, especially when you're going around a tree. That's so I can't, really... they're, they're, not, they're not facing backwards anyway. And if not, sometimes they're tucked in, depending if I'm really tight. So that's why I use that back camera, just to keep an eye on the person behind me. Where would, he, where would we be with all the, the technology? We'd be chucked yeah, technology. I've got technology. What the hell are you talking about, Steve? <laughs> it's called brain cells. The difference in technology now versus then is then it was brain cells and now it's brainless. Oh, okay. oh there you go. Hey, he, <laughs> he has when, technology. When, I saw that cassette player he had. That's pretty cool, and you know, it. Hey, so it when, when it comes to the camera stuff, you know, I'm sitting here, and of course, initially, it, uh, I'm going to make fun of it, right? But we've got review cameras on all of our work trucks, and we use them all the time. Not that big of a deal. So as I'm sitting here, my mind is actually being changed from, "Oh, you guys are a bunch of pussies," to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can see how this works. Ain't nothing going to change that, Chuck. Well, well yeah, I don't know. Maybe the size is... A bunch of pussies, but I don't... I mean, if you're using it as a tool, if you're using yeah. it as a tool, what what is wrong with it, right? It's just like a rear view camera. Now, you know, there's a lot of people that go, oh, I never use my camera. Oh, okay, then don't use it. But it just not, doesn't mean it's wrong. Yeah, I, I can see that it, it's okay. It's not, it's it's not wrong as long as you're not relying on it. It's kind of like right. GPS versus a paper map. I mean, up in northern Wisconsin years ago, I remember hearing about a semi that went down a recreational trail. Well, his GPS told him to take it. <laughs> just follow the blue line. <laughs> just follow, follow the blue, the blue line. line. Yeah. But, but it you said. Know, so, <laughs> the cameras are nice backing up on shelf roads. Sometimes you got to yeah. get your head out of the box and, and get outside the box. Well, and and if we're going to go down this trail, uh, pardon the pun, uh, let's go down the trail of uh, uh, lockers before lights. But if you're backing up a trail at night, <laughs> those lights are going to be a lot handier uh, to see where you're going uh, than lockers. Uh, using lockers going down a, a steep cliff uh, ain't very handy. True. And when you use your lockers, then you end up losing your mobility. So it's, uh, 
you know, you wheel in every situation. You like those lights first. It's just, it's just <laughs> exactly. another tool. Is all I'm saying. I, and I think you're right. You, you pick the tool for the job, and once you're done using the tool, you put it back in the toolbox and you go on. You know, and I have tried, uh, and it lasted all of about three minutes, and I think I probably only went maybe 50 yards. I tried to drive by the front camera only and drive exactly where I wanted to go, and I failed miserably. <laughs> but when I use it for what I'm looking for, which is just to give me a quick view of what's happening when I can't see, maybe I'm coming up or I'm coming down and I've got a drip or a drop, it's perfect. But then, then it's like lockers. I use it. Boom, done, and I don't use it again until I need it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I was surprised to hear uh, Wendy say that uh, some of the people that they uh, take out on the trail, as soon as they get on the trail, I mean, off the pavement, they, they click the lockers on. And I understand, you know, if you don't know, I mean, uh, I, I've had people tell me, uh, Tony, do you have it in four-wheel drive low? So no, I, I, I'm doing fine. <laughs> Put it low. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. When you don't know, you don't know until you find out, and then you're like, "Oh, wow, this makes it easy." Well, you do, you, do you don't you, need to use it? Do you armor completely up before you get into a fight, or you, you know, or you, or you limit your vision and mobility um, by putting on all the armor? Uh, no, you have to. You have to learn uh, when the things are appropriate, and hopefully, you survive the fight. Of course, that's the goal for sure. It's like starting a trail and two-wheel drive and seeing how far you'll get. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, I like that. No, no, learn learn your tools is, is what I'm uh, what I'm saying. Almost I'm doing that more often than I like not. to play. My my YJ, I, I pulled out the vacuum uh, locking or the vacuum four-wheel drive system and put in the uh, oh, what's the system called? Um, uh, it's a I can't remember right now off the top of my head. I'm sorry for that. But it's the posi lock. Um, put that in, and I ran half of Uari in two-wheel drive until going up one of our harder trails. I wasn't making it. But I, I did damn well going up over half of it. And that's just learning your own system. Shortly after I put it in, and I didn't know. I, I thought I was in four-wheel drive and did 90% of the trails on a old YJ, you know, and that's why I hear your stories about your buddy down there, you know, going through everything he's doing. You know, YJ setup's going to do amazing. Like Chuck and his CJs. I mean, it, it's it's crazy what they'll do, but two-wheel drive, I did 90% of the trails. Well, and part of it, too, you think about it this way, okay? If you got a, something that is paid off, you know, it's not your daily driver, and you can afford to be a little more... Uh, Let's say less cautious. You're going to do that, and you're going to learn more what the vehicles can do. I'm sure my Jeep can do a hell of a lot more than what I put it through, but I'm scared to shit of some some major damage, or you know, it's not paid for yet, and all that kind of stuff. Right? It's right. amazing what they'll do without getting major <laughs> oh, yeah. damage. And you, in your, I have been anyway surprised uh, that uh, all the things that uh, uh, both Jeeps that I have uh, do uh, off road, and I know I'm not doing anywhere anything anywhere close to what they're capable of. Yeah, like what was it? That guy you guys had to hit in Paul's guy in the white Jeep. Oh, man. <laughs> yes, very capable Jeep, but he didn't seem to be too worried about what he did to it. No, right? he wasn't at all, and it was and it was his ride home. <laughs> God bless him. Not me. Yeah, he was fun. He was fun oh, to watch. He drove that all the way up to Houston, didn't he? He did. And they drove it back home. I'm glad we got it working for him uh, on this last uh, this last event. Uh, that was about a what a 12, 24 hour deal to get his uh, get it back together and going again. Was oh my God, what happened to him? With like twenty mechanics, <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Um, what did it wind up being? Uh, it seems like it was a fuel flow uh, issue, wasn't it? It was uh, electrical, but he did have a massive fuel leak as well, which normally those two things combined. Yeah, it was a fireball. fireball. That usually takes care of itself, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it would, uh, what, it, would, it would run until somebody jumped on the bumper and shook it, and then it would die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and I was, and I said, has to be electrical, has to be electrical. And I think it turned out to be a uh, the fuel line going fuel into leak. the, yeah, yeah. Go, the fuel line going into the, the um, um uh, carburetor uh, was the issue. You, you sure it wasn't the new anti-theft device? 
Uh, it so was a standard. Take off, they hit a bump, and they stop. It was a standard. <laughs> so that's how you. Uh, anti theft was the anti get out of the park device. <laughs> he did run it on FMTRO. Okay, uh, got it running again. I think uh, Chuck spent quite a bit of time with him over there. Yeah, Chuck, uh, Josh, uh, there was uh, several people that were all throwing out things, and I was just kind of standing there, and when somebody started hitting on the bumper and it didn't work, I said, man, there's an electrical issue someplace. That is just very reminiscent of uh, uh, something that's not uh, making uh, contact all the time or is making contact whenever you, uh, you, you bump it. It's a perfect example of the community mechanic, though. I mean, we must have had 30 different ideas about what it could Oh, that, yeah, I was laughing. It was funny hearing all the different things. It was like a steady stream of... What uh, phase is the moon in right now? What's your astrological sign? <laughs> <laughs> the, more, the more beer people were drinking, the funnier the ideas came. <laughs> we kept offering it. Put, a, put it back on its side to see if it still runs. <laughs> <laughs> I think somebody ran him into town that next morning because he, he still That's was right. running I think Jimmy. That was him, that him was in. that was Chuck's boy who ran him in. Oh, I thought Jimmy took him in the, the morning. Well, he might have taken one of them, but I think it was uh, Josh, uh, uh, Chuck's boy who ran him in. Right. Well, at least one yeah, of them was me. Yeah. I, I, I realized I've been on mute this whole time. I've been trying to talk. You're Chuck's it's, boy. It was me the next morning. His starter went out. <laughs> no, I'm not Chuck's oh, boy. <laughs> I mean, Chuck's older than me, but only by like a year. <laughs> So you're saying Damn, there's Chuck a chance. One. Uh, yeah, so he had a, well, after the fuel problem, then he had a starter problem, which that was yep. probably because of how many times he was just sitting there hammered on it trying to get to start the day before. <laughs> probably. <laughs> so years <laughs> worth of starts. That was, a, that was a trail fix, kind of. I mean, can we call it a trail fix? He didn't really make it to the trail. Well, on, on TRO, he had to be winched up uh, part of that, or one, of, one uh, section of that, didn't he? Yeah, I winched him up. He didn't have the he could didn't have the he couldn't get the momentum up, and then he got out of sideways. And Chuck was trying to get him straightened out, and it was taking so long. And we were so many people deep. I just turned my turn, you know, turned around and winched him up that little cliff. And then I had to pull start him at the end. That's right. That's when the heart started gave out. We got there. He was the problem, child. That's a neat thing about the uh, about having a manual transmission. It gives you more uh, ways of uh, doing things, like getting the, the vehicle started. Uh, I just want to point out, Nikki G's with us. I think he has been uh, punished again to sit in a room and answer the phone. Is that uh, is that what's yeah. going on? <laughs> yeah, and uh, I'm at work today, and no matter how bad you think your job is. This guy here's job is to babysit me. Our condolences. Flip one plane and then they have you sit sit out on the sides. This is not fair. <laughs> you mess up just once and it's over. <laughs> well, that's how you got out of doing dishes at the house, right? Yeah. <laughs> Safety applies to vacuum across, cleaners, dishwashers. But all the flights across the country were canceled anyway. Yeah, especially Southwest. Yeah. Yeah, I heard Southwest was having a lot of issues. There's a lot lot of weather going on this week. I saw a TikTok where this lady said that uh, she was at the airport and Southwest told her to go home and rebook her flight online. Uh, It's at least going to be two or three days before they have any more flights. And it's like, holy crap, what about the people that are in the airport and are at home? Yeah, it's a mess. Well, for Southwest, it's the problem is Denver and uh, Chicago Midway are their biggest hubs, and those two guys both got screwed with weather. We flew in Christmas Eve from Tampa. At well, I flew in Christmas Eve from Tampa. My sister was flying to Richmond from Tampa via Southwest, and they're like, "We're not going to have you a flight till today, Tuesday." They rented a car and drove home. They're like, we're not going to do it. They got home Christmas morning, 7 a.m. Uh, they kept waiting. But my like my whole family, that was the only group that flew southwest. And, yeah, they lost their flights. Everybody else was American Airlines. I kept waving at Nicky G. He never waved back. <laughs> uh, He's a little aloof. <laughs> I was like, is he not moving my plane? What is he doing? Uh, he's obviously sitting in an office somewhere. But yeah, it was it was a nightmare. But 
other, I mean, other than that, everybody else was moving. And Christmas Eve flying home again, flying out of Tampa, we didn't have issues, and we were flying to Charlotte. But the Atlanta hubs flying into, they were stopping everything. It was. Uh, I like that airport because it still has a smoking section. Yes. I was unaware and did not look. It's right behind where the food cart court is at the end where that bar is. Little, uh, little area out there. Up uh, in Seattle, the Alaska Airlines supervisor came out and just got on the PA, made an announcement. Everyone go home. We have no flights. Everything's canceled. We won't be able to rebook you for anything this week. Go home. Wow. Contact uh, AlaskaAirlines.com. Call reservations. And they just... We're like, sorry, we're not rebooking anybody. Have a nice day. But he'd draw that short under the straw. Well, he's, he just made the announcement brand. Think about the poor man in the phone that Alaska's call center. Wait a minute. What do you mean how he drew the short end of the straw? Is that a bad thing? I'm always the guy who's got to make announcements like that. <laughs> he comes on the radio in the Denver airport, and they're like, why is Tony Pellegrino telling me I can't go get on? Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Is this legit? That guy knows about Jeep. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Jim right now on the airport, too? <laughs> yeah. So when you guys are waiting for your flight, just remember, I'm sitting here talking to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a, there's a safety aspect to it, is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And you can bet the minute that that announcement's made, all the gate attendants said, I'm going on break. <laughs> oh, gee. Could you imagine? About, they're about to get pounded. <laughs> oh, I know. Because you could imagine you're standing there, that announcement's made, and then 600 people come up and, uh, and ask you, does that mean it's my flight? <laughs> does that affect my flight? <laughs> well, yes, he said. <laughs> it, TVs the in the hallway, they walk down that say what flights are canceled, but they're still going to go up to the desk. <laughs> oh yeah, you gotta check. Yeah, hope uh, hope none of my big portfolios have a bunch of Southwest stock in it. I guess <laughs> after after this week they had a they're gonna get hit. They'll right. rebound. South as long as not selling it this week. Probably a good oh, yeah. time to buy in. So maybe now's the time to buy in. <laughs> well, I mean, I stuff will. like this happens every year, doesn't it? Or at least every couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, but the reason yeah. why I don't I don't travel the week before Thanksgiving or Christmas. Amen, bro. Oh God, Amen. I would hate to do oh, yeah. that. I saw an article though that made me think twice about because it said that FAA was investigating Southwest for you know safety issues or whatever was on there as well. So well, they almost have to just, at this point. More than just this week, I think a lot of like pilots walking out mm -hmm. of the job and just I think they're we got some disgruntled stuff. So. I've got a customer. About. Well, go ahead. I've got a customer that's a Southwest pilot. Um, when I was selling vehicles, he actually bought a scat pack. You know, he lives in Atlanta, bought it for me because I was talking to his wife who bought a Jeep 4XE similar to mine. And she was looking and doing research, and I reached out and helped her. Um, he ended up buying a, a Dodge scat pack from me. But I talked to him earlier tonight. And he's a pilot for Southwest. And he said, it's a nightmare, but he's ex-military. He's like, the company actually takes care of their pilots. He was happy with their hours and what they did. And he just, he praised them. He's like, it's a good company. Um, you know, so I, I, I don't know. I'm not flown Southwest. I know it's cheaper. I know it's a lot of different things. They've got more planes in the sky at one point in time because they, bounce them around. I mean, the plane doesn't stay in one location and, and have the same setup, which is why the other companies didn't fail through the storm if it wasn't, you know, the airport itself failing. So I can't knock it. I just, I've been mean, talking to him. I'm like, he talks highly of the companies. Like I can change, but I wouldn't be home with my wife as much as I am. I wouldn't have this. I wouldn't have that. He's like, I have a good work-life balance being this pilot, you know, out of the military and I never saw her for you know months to years on end so that's my little bit of knowledge on southwest and i'm like uh you know they got a bump in the road it's making the news and that's you know making the news everybody's gonna talk about it yeah i don't uh, i don't fly that much but in the past when i was flying i usually for work 
Uh, I always uh, look forward to Southwest. I mean, that and peanuts, but you can't get the peanuts anymore. Uh, but uh, I, I have no problem with Southwest. But again, there again, I haven't flown them in a long time. So, I mean, did anybody take any long trips in their Jeep over the Christmas time frame or whatever? I mean, long drives or getting that weather? Nope, too much salt on the road. Good man. <laughs> Kept in the garage. I figured Larry's like, yeah, I just did a short 14 hour drive to uh, go take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no long trips, for, not, not this time of year. I need to get out, though. It's, I haven't gotten wheeling much last year. What do you mean? I, <laughs> I meant to oh, put a yeah. picture on Discord. Uh, I was in Cozumel, Mexico, and you know we got off the cruise ship. I'm walking around. We went to some, I don't know, we went to some beach, like day check-in, all-inclusive thing. And on the way back, we stopped at uh, uh, Slop. What's, what's the big bar? Um, Joe's. Not Joe's. Uh, there's a big bar down there that I got told I had to go to. So I went to it. I'm, I got hammered. Imagine that. No. I'm leaving, and I see a Jeep broke down, like, in the middle of all the traffic in Cosmo, Mexico. And I go over, and I help. It turns out my brother told me, because I blacked out and don't remember, he said I helped them <laughs> fix it. I was like, perfect. He's got a picture of me walking up in the Jeep, and I meant to put a, that on Discord, and I, and I haven't done it still to this day, but he's like, Yep, you just saw a Jeep and you went over and talked to it because it had the hood up and you walked over and you helped. I don't know what happened, but I know when you left, the Jeep left. And I was like, awesome. I'd be shocked if you only has just one picture of you drunk at that night. Uh, No, there's there's a few, but they, (laughs) my family definitely outdid me. I'm going to tell you, I have a fun family and the entire 22 of us were there on this ship and there are some stories and I'm sure something will pop up online at some point. (laughs) <laughs> crazy family on a trip it was fun mutinies takes control and goes pirating drink rum our <laughs> that's awesome so, so yeah I'm, i did i did rescue a jeep over the holiday so i'm assuming nobody got a, a christmas gift for your jeep no uh, Christmas is all on the cruise and took care of each other, but there were no Jeep parts or accessories there. Gonna have a coworker tell me he'll give me some rock slider steps, like a little upgrade to the Rubicon steps or rock sliders I have. It's a straight out, um, not a drop down. Um, he's like, you can have those, and I was like, perfect. So, other than that, no Jeep Jeep stuff at all. You got to uh, take that your first uh, wheeling trip. I mean, I thought you were going to take the four by E out already. I thought, you were- I, thought oh. I did too. It was planned and it got canceled because the tornado or not the tornado, the hurricane that came through. Uh, it was towards right before Halloween and I got canceled and then just work. I've That's done events with work. Five minutes from you got canceled. I live 20 minutes from Uari, but now the park's closed for the season. Um, and just the other things I got going on in life, maybe after the show, anybody's here, I'll go through that. But definitely have not had the opportunity to go wheeling. But Uari is seasonal? Yeah. Uh, they shut down December. Nikki G, if you're still here, you can help me. It's December, uh, the second weekend December. of December. There yeah, you go. December 15th to uh, April 1st. Yeah. Wow. You know, most of the parks that have winter shut down. Yeah, I think they do it, uh, they say to stop erosion. Stop it's erosion. Stuff. Also, yeah. a lot of trail maintenance goes on. There's like different clubs. A lot of people go out and do maintenance on the trails because no one's willing it. Nikki G's that, but, been out there doing it. And I, I keep wanting to go help him. Like, Nikki G's out doing maintenance, what he does best. I'm just picking up the trash I left behind from the week before. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's called sentence defender. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Community service. <laughs> Community service, yeah. <laughs> Second hand XP parts. So nobody got anything for the Jeep for Christmas. I, I got rock Oh, I got beers. Nah. 
I got mirrors to go on. Uh, take the doors off. Oh, and uh, did, oh, I, did I hear correctly that you got uh, something specifically for the Zoom meeting? Oh, yeah, new headset. <laughs> sounds any different. Sounds a little better. That'd be. Um, what'd you say? Good. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. I didn't quite hear that question. <laughs> you, you got a camera for the JK. No, no, my wife wants a backup camera, but she she too heavily relied on it on the uh, Renegade. Couldn't back up for anything if it had any dirt on it or anything like that. So wow, oh, Ren the Renegade, you back into anything, you, you, it's destroyed. You need that camera. Exactly. The, the whole no. the, the Renegade. No, think of the Renegade as a complete Dana thirty five. If it blows, it takes out a city block. <laughs> well, if you, you're talking about a renegade, you talk about the stories you had in the show. A compass backed into two police cars and then got out of there. You know, the That's renegade true. might have this thing shrink. It just not been done yet. You could be the first. Nope, I can't. <laughs> she can. Pull that, that camera is, out. That thing is long gone. Do what they do in those uh, those uh, Mission Impossible things, where they just put up a, uh, a looping image on the on the camera feed. Just <laughs> <So the laughs> <laughs> put a looping image, a looping video on the the feed, and uh, see see if that helps her. Did uh did go down to to Houston today, uh, to the Underground Graphics, Greg. Who's uh he's been out to a few of the events and stuff like that. Yes, that. he has. Um, and got some uh. Some designs printed out for my KC Gravity Pro, uh, the two that I have mounted on the front bumper. Um, got the, uh, you, for those that are on the Zoom call, you can see it set up, but it's it's got the KC logo in the middle, and it's like the old uh, um, Army Air Corps star mm -hmm. to go around it, uh, to kind of put on the front of those. So um, it's pretty cool with the uh, work. I mean, like, it, it's a little overwhelming, I will say because he comes out and you know he's like, hey, pick a color. Then he opens up this notebook and there's just like, like a thousand colors. Yeah, there's like a thousand colors. And it's like, well, which red do you want? I'm like, yes. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I want red. <laughs> it's a little bit darker. It's just, it was kind of overwhelming trying to figure out you know, which color you wanted and kind of the different shades that went and stuff like that. But Greg was really helpful. I and mean, he was like, you know, I've, I've seen this work before. I've I've had this not work before. You know, this kind of stuff. So. Um, it was, a, it was a really good experience, kind of just sitting there with them for the design. I mean, I showed up that morning, we talked about it, and then, I mean, it was printed out ready to go, you know, within an hour or two, I think, that uh, he had it good to go. You mentioned rock lights, and I wanted to jump in and say, not rudely, but you can run those 24-7 on your vehicle on the street. As long as they're not angled back in the direction of a, a vehicle behind you cannot see the actual physical light being displayed. If they see the light on the ground, anything along that line, you're good. But it and it's got to be solid and consistent. They can't be flashing or moving. Correct. Yes, correct. So as long as it's like the old neon lights that they had in the cars way back in the day, you can run those. And when it's heavy rain, and heavy downpour, or heavy fog, I turn my shit on because I'm like, it just gives another visual for people to see. My YJ actually wired up amber lights all the way underneath it and then i can switch those to white so i've got white slash amber they don't have any other rainbow colors i don't care about any of that i want white and amber out there but you. amber is on 24 7 um because I, I learned this law i'm like yeah you can run those and it helps people usually see you so you're not hit mm -hmm. but that's the law i mean the law, i would say because there's pretty people listening across the it could be state specific. Oh, it definitely. States may not allow may not allow that. I know for the, the majority rule, amber is pretty good. Like I don't even right. think it matters if you can see the light bulb or not, uh, because I mean, side marker lights are amber up and down trucks and stuff like that all the time. I think right. The the white underneath, you got to be a little careful because if the white light is visible from behind, it's visible from behind. Correct. Then right. That could be a problem, but you know, a lot of times though, I mean, it's. 
I, but any advice on that, on what's legal or not, I always say, man, check your local state. Because yeah. it could be different. You know, Texas I, aren't. I, I so so that, if you're unsure, Texas just turn the them on, and then a nice officer will uh, let you know Educate you. if they are uh, legal or not. And let me just say something really quick here. Uh, I want to mention Underground Graphics, uh, the, where John went to. Uh, I want to mention their website, undergroundgraphics.com. Uh, I think Greg has it like GFX or something someplace, but it's just uh, you just spell it all out undergroundgraphics.com. It will take you to the site and you can see all the fun things that are there. And uh, he uh, he does all kinds of vehicles and all kinds of vehicle wraps. And it was uh, it's fun anytime I go there. It's a nice shop. Yeah, I'd even like to add one piece to that. Not only is he a nice guy, good shop, I mean, he is so open to ideas. I mean, you start talking to him about something that you think you want you might find out that you want something completely different by the time you get done talking with him and be very happy oh with yeah what he no, comes he, up with. he's very good he at the design job on bills yeah they've been he's been doing this for 20 years so uh and and it's not just something one vehicle or one vehicle type he's like he does broncos he actually has a bronco uh and uh so uh, i think he <laughs> i think he told the wife i gotta get a bronco because gotta you know expand the line gotta, it's for the business you know that type of thing <laughs> well and he's got a lot of stuff there so when we went there today i think i said this at one point to the, one of the workers like you guys are going to cost me a lot of money because every time i turn around i was like well I, I, you do a thing for the warren winch and i just like i want i want that i want that i want that <laughs> i think i ended up charging my credit card like three times while i was there or something like that because all the add-ons <laughs> Because we were waiting around. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll take one of those and give me three of those. And John did his case. I was like, oh, I kind of like that. But what if you did this twist on it and put me up four of those? And it's just, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Greg so is, Greg is very uh, customer. Uh, how, how should I, how do you put it? Customer pleasing. He, he wants to please yeah. the customer. Focused. Yeah. Yeah. So is this one of those times, Tony, you can say you get what you pay for? Um, I don't think he's that expensive. No. No. No, I mean, well, I mean, I, I don't know the market for graphics or whatever, but I, I do know that it's not that expensive to get what I want, and it's, it's a pretty, it's a quality. I, I, I don't know. It sounds like Bill would disagree there. <laughs> he was talking about quantity of times being charged, not yeah. expensive. Yeah, yeah. And the problem, is, like, like I said, you, you, I think John, you mentioned like you didn't know what you wanted, or, but you go in there and you just start getting all these ideas, like things, right? And then you start talking to to Greg, and you know about some of these ideas and he kind of like starts pulling some stuff together with his knowledge and he starts throwing some ideas out there and it's like oh i never thought of that that's that'd be really freaking cool like like yeah let's do that like well john that's why bill uh went with you right so he would give you ideas of what what to do to your jeep (laughs) he just (laughs) see what he's gonna do (laughs) well actually it was kind of funny because i went in there with just the idea of just getting the kc to be a different color and then we ended up going into this whole new design, and after we kind of did this design, Bill's like, "Hey, I want that, but I want to make this little twist on it." Yeah, so. yeah. Well, that's and that's a wonderful thing. It's the personalization yeah. thing. I repeat this stuff all the time about Jeep stuff. Shut up! Shut up! About Jeep stuff, where you can uh, customize your Jeep, and that's one of the wonderful things about having a Jeep is customizing it and making it your own. All right. Uh, so, if you don't understand, Travis, I'm the host. I get to talk. So I can mute your ass, which I did, and now you can talk. <laughs> All right. So you're talking about this company and what they can do, and I understand graphics. I understand he had handed up like a, a lens cover for his light. But what all does this company do? Because that I've not heard or understand yet, and I listen to the show 24-7. So I understand any background, any anything, but I'm like clueless about this company and what they do. You're talking about they can do. You know, really you know what? I'm not yeah, sure really either. You say this. Yeah, I'm not sure either. You say graphics. Yeah, I'm, you say graphics. But am I doing a body wrap or am I having yes. two pieces yeah, wrapped? Am I am I doing you like lens covers? It's literally anything. On so we also it's not only graphics, but it's <laughs> graphics on an item that he's making. It's it's cover it's, this product. It's anything. This, it's anything that a graphic will stick to is the best I can tell you. But yeah, I mean, so it's, full wraps. It's a graphic. It's custom yeah, cut and designed vinyl. Yeah, it's yeah. okay. amazing. Uh, but okay. check out the okay. website. Uh, go to the website if you haven't done that, uh, uh, Travis. Go to undergroundgraphics.com and see what you got there. He's got some videos on there too. He's on YouTube, and that will give you a better idea. 
look at Bill's video from uh, when that's true with uh, Tony. Yeah, really good video. All right. Well, that's an hour worth of show. I'm uh, <laughs> breaking in here a little a little late, getting uh, some some great conversation here on the roundtable. It's always fun. I want to remind you guys that uh, this week we're going to have uh, Robin Dodd uh, on our uh, interview episode, which is every Friday. Uh, Robin Dodd is with Backroad Adventurers. So you got to tune into that one, episode 737. And, uh, of course, we have uh, episodes all week long, Tuesday through Friday. And uh, we're going to bring you, uh, take care of you right on up till uh, New Year's. You'll have lots to do with the Jeep Talk Show uh, right up till 2023. And, uh, you know, we'll start our 13th year uh, of publication of the Jeep Talk Show in 2023. Actually, just right before it. So started in 2010. It's a math thing broadcasting since 2010.